Hello, and welcome to this episode of Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty, a resource to equip and encourage leaders to make disciples who make disciple makers. I'm your host, Chris Swain, here with Robbie Gallaty, the pastor of Long Hollow Baptist Church, founder and president of Replicate Ministries. Today on the podcast, I am extremely excited about what we're going we're gonna to cover today. We're, we're looking at something that is so unique and profound in terms of helping the church. So first of all, we want to give all credit to Will Mancini. Um, Oxano is, is a ministry. He's kind of a, a 501c3. He runs to help churches, and I've been a part of churches that he's helped us sharpen our vision and, and clarify some things. And he's just a genius when it comes to thinking about the church. Yeah. Well, and, he's helped replicate a ton. That's right. Uh, with even just thinking about the marks of a, of a disciple, he helped me think through that, why we needed that metric. Um, and so he's been a good friend, and we love Will. So check out his ministry uh, in his in his. And we'll tell a story a little bit later about how we, we had an encounter with him at SBC where he very nicely tried to help us <laughs> figure out our vision statement here at Long Hollow. But So what we're talking about today, uh, for lack of a better term, is basically a grid, if you will. And it describes and, desi- and des- it uh, shows us how people in our churches – move into different directions. And so what we really want to see people do is we want people to be engaged. We want people to be uh, doing the ministry. We want to equip them to do the ministry. But there are four different categories of people that we want to talk about. And so, Pastor, why don't you just highlight for us who these four groups of people are, and then we'll talk about how and why this is such a powerful and helpful tool for folks today as they listen to the podcast. Yeah, and, and the reason you want to understand this and, and know this is you need to assess the kind of people you're dealing with uh, in your church in order to help them move along a pathway or a process. So this is a very helpful chart uh, that we use uh, just discerning people in our church, people in our uh, in our ministry. Okay, so uh, you need to think of your church as a ship. Okay, mm. so the church. Wait, what sh- kind of ship? Let's be specific here, because I, I like ships. Okay, is uh, it a battleship? Are we talking about a pirate ship? No. Okay, uh, like a cruise ship. A cruise ship. Let's All go right. with a cruise ship. Okay? We don't want. Uh, we don't want to let people. Hey, we're not saying come and just have fun on this cruise ship, but for the purposes of this visual. Well, let's be honest though. Everybody's having fun on the cruise ship, but the crew. Okay, so you got to have a crew to have fun. That's a good point. And uh, I guess for the church, you could say there are a lot of people here just having fun. But if it wasn't for the crew, uh, we couldn't have fun. Let's just say it's a vanilla ship. At times, it can feel like a cruise ship. At times, it can feel like a battleship. And for the record, I wasn't going to label the ship. That's on me. That is 100% my fault. I apologize. Four kinds of people on the ship, okay? Uh, or four kinds of people on the ch- in the church. So you got to think of it as a diagram. Uh, think of a square in your mind. At the top left, you have the passenger. The passengers are those who are there. Uh, they're having fun. They're enjoying the trip. They paid for a ticket to get on. Let's go with the cruise ship. They paid for a ticket to get on the ship. Uh, they're participating in worship services. They may even be giving. They may be uh, in a life group or a, sm- or a small group or maybe even in a discipleship group. These are people who want to go where the church is going. They're excited, okay? To the right of them, you have what's called the crew members, okay? So think of a square. Top left is the passenger. To the right is the crew member. The crew members are those who move from the passenger seat, just kind of sitting by watching, to being in leadership of your church, Okay, so these may be the life group leaders. These would definitely be your D group leaders. These are the people who understand the vision and mission of your church. 
and they play an important role in trying to carry that out. They're doing the work of the ministry, for lack of a better term, the crew members. That's right. That's right. All right. Uh, To the bottom left are those who are stowaways. Hmm. This is an interesting. This is an interesting. Castaway. Castaway, I think, is if they're thrown off the ship onto an island. Okay. (laughs) We don't want a castaway. Stowaway means they're on the boat, but they didn't pay for a ticket, and you kind of wonder how they got there in the first place. Can you picture someone in your church right now? Yeah, how did he get here, right? Like, what is he doing here? Uh, These are people who easily are influenced uh, because they really don't understand the importance of the vision and mission of the church. Uh, These are people that we are focused on converting and bringing along through the process of the mission of the church, okay? To the bottom right, so top left passenger, top right crew member, bottom left stowaway, here's the bottom right the pirate. Mm. It's my favorite in terms of just like action adventure movies. Yeah. But probably not my favorite in terms of the church. No. It's great for <laughs> to watch a movie. It's horrible when you have these in your church. The pirates uh, are obviously not a large amount of people on the ship, but they're the loudest. On oh, the ship, wow. Right. Oh, like wait, squeaky wheel. I'm thinking the of the church, not necessarily our church, but just all churches in general. I've met a lot of pirates over the years. <laughs> These are those precious souls for whom Christ died. You know, you know this. Well, and then the axis of this grid. So on the left side, from bottom to top, you're looking at clarity. Right. And then at the bottom from left to right, you're looking at contribution. So you can see how low clarity and low contribution would be a stowaway. Right. They're not clear on the mission and they're contributing nothing. Right. And then the passenger has high clarity. They know what the vision is, but they're not contributing at all. So they're on board, but they're not helping in any way, really, with, with, with the vision. And then the, the one where you have full clarity, full contribution, that's the crew member. And then this is the one, again, we just talked about, it's, it's, it's intriguing. You have full contribution, but zero clarity. Right. So how does that work? I, I mean, I'm thinking to myself, okay, you have that precious Sunday school teacher okay. who loves to teach. And even though, even though you want them to do... You know, you want to meet in a circle. You want people to know and be known. You want mutual care. You want prayer. You want study of God's word. You want to create biblical community. They want to teach a seminar. Yeah. All right. Just a, just a single example. I'm sure this has never happened in your church. Yeah. They want to teach a seminar. They want sermon 2.0. They want to be pastor 2.0. Right. And their Sunday school class, quote unquote, has 100 people in it. Yeah. And and they are clear on what they want to do, but no, they're, they're not clear, clear on the vision. mission of the church. It's just not a, the vision of our church. The contribution. Well, they're contributing heavily. Right. I mean, they're putting in the time. They're putting in the work. They're showing up. They're doing it. You know, con- contribution is high, but clarity. Like, here's the vision. Here's where we're going. They're they're off. They're not on board. Yeah, they're so contributing to, to the wrong things. That's right. So you got to look at it this way: the the, the pirates. Uh, th- these are the people who hijack and terrorize the passengers okay (laughs) sounds very aggressive that sounds very aggressive that might not be the best thing but hey i've dealt we love what you guys are doing here and i'm taking over the ship listen some passengers (laughs) listening right now somebody in ministry is like i know exactly you're gonna see some people in your church very differently this sunday yeah What you need to do is just picture picture pirate hats and swords and just passively aggressively bring a couple of eye patches uh, and hand them out to some leaders around the church this week if you need to. Hey, Mike, uh, I got a patch for your eye. Another way the pirate works is, you know, you have that that church member who's like, man, you remember that that special gift I gave? Yeah. What's going on with the with the uh, with the prayer garden, by the way? Well, well, you know, it's funny. you say It's piracy because at Brainerd, we the church I was pastoring before. 
Long Hollow, we had, I'll give you two for instances of a pirate. Uh, but let me just say one more thing about the pirate and I'll get into this. The pirates will attempt to influence one group of people more than any other group in your church. So here's the pop quiz, Chris. I know it's early. Do the pirates influence the passengers? Do the pirates influence the crew members? Do the pirates influence the stowaways? Here's the question. Let, let the audience answer. Well, let's Do, listen. Wait, hold on. Let's listen to what their answers are. Okay. Okay, well, there that's some go. good that, that's, that's no some good to, answers. That's no help to you. Okay. <laughs> You're driving down the road. I think you just said something out loud. I didn't hear it, but I'm going to assume it was. Yes, the pirates do influence these people. Okay, who do they influence? The question is to you, Mr. Ooh, Swain. Whoa. Um, I personally would say the pirates influence everybody. Right, but who do they now, influence the most? Now, is it positive? Is it positive? Um, who do they influence the most? Probably the crew members, right? No. Dylan. Going to go with Dylan Young this morning on okay. the mic. We've eliminated one answer. Oh, boy. One answer is gone. Dylan, you got two left. I, I feel like I should be able to defend my answer. Story? I want to defend my answer okay, if possible. On, you're done. No, you're done. Dylan's well, up. I was going to say, unfortunately, maybe the the captain of the ship, the ooh, pastor. Ooh, well, we haven't ooh, even ooh, talked ooh. about the captain. Wow. That's not even on the chart, but there's Dylan. <laughs> Dylan just went of the off square. the chart. He just That's, went off the chart. We need to add the captain to <laughs> All right, Dylan, you're out. Colton. We're down to Colton, the uh, administrative assistant to replicate. You still have three chances to get it, two chances, two chances to get it right. So you've got the stowaway or the passengers. The passengers. Wow. Oh. That's wrong, too. Oh. Right. You wah, guys are wah. 0 for 3. All right. That's good. But here's the We're learning here. together. We're learning together. Okay. And we, the funny thing is none of us went over any of this before we started, but there, as, as you can tell. But the reality is the pirates will influence, you ready for this? The stowaways. And here's why. The stowaways are easily influenced. Why? Because they have made no commitment and they have no clarity. And finally, they have nothing to lose. So they will shift with the changing winds and times of the seasons of the culture. Whatever works, they'll, they'll be involved. If something changes, they're involved. And so the pirates will capitalize on their lack of vision and their lack of clarity. So the stowaway is looking for a leader. Mm. They're looking for someone to lead them. And if it's not going to be you and if it's not going to be the mission of the church, it's going to be the pirate. Because like you said, they're the loudest the squeaky wheel, if you will. Yeah, and the stowaways, yeah, they're, right, they're looking for a leader. They're looking for direction. They're looking, in a sense, think about it, to be converted to the vision. So each different segment of this square, and we'll come to this, we'll take a break for a moment, but when we come back, we'll talk about how we move people along the process to make disciples who make disciples, and how do we eradicate pirates from sabotaging, how, sabotaging, yeah. How do we? I don't. I don't know. How, you how do we eradicate piracy? We'll talk about that in just a moment um, after the break. So you've created a discipleship pathway. You've launched discipleship groups in your church, and you've created a disciple-making culture in your church. Now what? The next step for you is the Replicate Discipleship Blueprint 2.0. This is going to take everything you learned in the original blueprint and take it to the next level. This conference is going to include sessions like overcoming obstacles to sustain a discipleship movement, developing transformational group leaders in your church, and mobilizing disciples to engage the lost. This conference is going to be held at Long Hollow Baptist Church coming up on March 5th of next year, 2020. The cost is going to be $199, but... If you sign up before January 1st, you can get it for only $169. 
If you want to check this out and get some more information on it, you can head over to discipleshipblueprint.com. And we're back. We're talking about the, uh, what are we calling this grid again? The, the, uh, at this point, I want to call it the piracy grid because that's all we've talked about. <laughs> The church as a ship. Uh, the church as a ship. Will Mancini. Will Mancini it, has put together an incredible way to look at the church and how we can help people move into becoming all that God wants them to be, serving and clear on the mission. And so we left off talking about how pirates can kind of take stowaways and run them with them. But I think what we really want to do is to help people see how each component, how we can help them. Okay. Because pirates need help just like stowaways and passengers and crew members, right? So what is a way that we can influence each quadrant, if you will, on this uh, grid to help them to become what they need to be. Okay. Let, let me let me let me break it down a little further and then we'll talk about why we need to uh, deal with people different ways. And then I'll come back to the two illustrations, real world illustrations, uh, where I've dealt with people who had something very similar to this going on in my church. Okay. So the first and one of them has to do with a prayer garden, uh, which is interesting. Uh, the four kinds of people in your church when it comes to vision are these people. Okay. So think of, uh, top left, the passengers. These are people when you're dealing with passengers, remember they're all on board. Uh, they're in life group, they're in D group. Uh, they show up for church. They may give, these are passengers. And what you do with them is you need to nurture them and challenge them. Nurture and challenge, stoke the vision within them. And you're trying to move a passenger to a what? A crew member. A crew member. Yes. You're on it. Right. See, I got that one right. That one was that. easy. That one was simple. That was pretty simple. Okay. <laughs> the crew member, the goal is to equip and empower them. They're already moving. They're already serving. You're just trying to keep them in the right direction, doing the right thing at the right time, right? Because the thing about ministry is we know this. There's a lot of good ministry we can do. But we want to be doing the best kind of ministry we can do. Yeah, we so, can do good all day. Right. We want to do best. The most effective. Better. We most effective. have so much time each week. We want to get our people doing the right things at the right time. The stowaways, the, the goal there is when you're dealing with a stowaway, remember these are people just along for the ride. They don't serve. They don't really show up. They're, right. But they're not going to be against you. Sure. They just haven't bought in yet. They're not for you. Or against you. Right. Yeah, they're kind of ambivalent. So let's let's get a couple examples. Um, as a student pastor, I would notice hundreds of students who were stowaways in the church. Mm. They came because their mom and dad brought them. And, so, and they would tell you straight up, I don't really want to be here. I'm just here. Or they'd swing in for free food or an event or free pizza or whatever it was. Um, I think also you have a spouse, that spouse that you have to drag to church. Is kind of a stowaway. And then I think you even have people who are interested maybe a little bit, but they just have no idea what the church is about and they have no contribution. Um, and so maybe they're coming and trying to figure it out. So uh, what you're saying is we need to find them, identify them and convert them yeah. and a lead them to Christ. If they're not a believer and b help them see what the vision God has for them as a, they're as easily, a, it's a good word. They're, they're easily impressionable and they just need to be told why they should buy in. You, you got to remember, it's not that they, when people are telling you no, I learned this years ago in business. When I would, I was in sales years ago, I, I sold cars, um, I sold stocks, uh, I sold network marketing. Uh, I mean, I've been in a lot of different sales things. But one of the things I learned about sales is this. When people would tell me no, like, hey, if the money was right to fit your time schedule, Dylan, would you be interested in looking at a serious business opportunity? That could change your life. That could change your life. Yeah, that, that <laughs> was said, my line. I used Dylan to just that. put some money on the table for those not able He's to see what we're doing. Up, right. 
well, well, most people would say, no, I'm not interested in that. And here's what they were saying. It wasn't that they were saying no to you or the product. They were saying, uh, not N-O, no. They were saying K-N-O-W. I don't know. Okay? Remember this. So it's not that they're saying, no, I'm, I'm out. They're saying, I don't have enough information to make an educated decision. I don't know enough. So I look at the stowaways that way. They don't have enough information about the mission and vision that is compelling enough to motivate them to be involved, but they're easily impressionable. Okay? But the final one are the pirates. What do you do with a pirate? Hmm. Um, well, I've seen what happens to them in the movies. Uh, I'm believing that maybe, maybe that's similar to what we need to do. No, <laughs> do not well, do what you see in the movies to the pirates in your church. <laughs> I don't know what the answer is, but don't do that. Well, in a sense, okay. So Have you ever the heard the term keel hall? That's no. a pirate term. Keel hall. Keel hall. What does that mean? I don't know. Dylan, look that up. We need Dylan to look that up. I think it's, he's making things up right I think now. it's K-E-E-L. H A U L, two words, keel haul. Back to your answer. <laughs> you don't keel haul a pirate. No, I you don't. That but here's what you do with a pirate, okay? Wait, you, we have an answer. Uh, either to haul under the keel of a ship as punishment or torture. I don't know what the keel is, but maybe that's I'm what telling, we do I'm with pirates. Maybe that's what we do with pirates. No, but, uh, this I, is what we do with pirates. <laughs> The As a pirate. disclaimer, we are not saying you should keel haul anyone in your keel church. Haul. It feels like keel, but keel haul, yeah. No, the pirates, what you do with a pirate is you confront them and you eliminate them. Here's do you the make them walk the plank? Uh, I'm sorry, keep going. I don't think so. Maybe you confront them and confront eliminate them. 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 Eliminate is a pretty strong word. I know. Well, that's what I'm reading something. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading. This isn't your strong language. This is Will Mancini's Will strong Mancini, language. So the, what Will says is you confront and you eliminate them. Now, here's the thing about that. As pastors, our job is to shepherd, obviously. Okay. So we want to shepherd sheep who need to be shepherded. I have sheep. I have a farm at home. Many of you know this. And sheep are dumb. And sheep take a lot of patience. And it takes a lot of time. Are you saying uh, the people in our church are dumb and take a lot of patience? Uh, that was a pretty long pause. <laughs> I'm not saying they're dumb. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying our people are dumb. I'm just no. saying I've dealt with sheep before. But anyway, <laughs> what I'll say is this. But a pirate is there as a wolf in right. sheep's clothing. Yes. A pirate is there as a goat. I've got goats and sheep. They're, they're very different. The goats are always getting in trouble. The goats are always trying to get out the fence. The goats are always doing mischievous things. Give you an inst- Let me give you some insight about a goat. You want to learn a goat-sheep story. If you open a gate, uh, like if the gate gets open, okay, I've, I've, got, I've got a few sheep and I've got uh, eight goats, okay, I've got eight goats and two sheep. If the, if the gate opens right now and you go to my house and you open the gate, the two sheep will walk right up to the open gate and stare at the opening. I like that. They won't go out. They I won't like, go out. They'll that's stare. good. Okay. I wouldn't call that dumb. I would call that obedient, helpful. Okay. No, it's just smart. Well, but the but the goat will walk right behind the sheep, walk right around the sheep, and walk right out the gate. Now, here's the thing about a sheep: once the sheep sees the goat going out the gate, uh, guess okay. what it does? Follows the goat. Follows the goat. Okay, so the sheep are the stowaways, and the goat is the pirate. Okay, so what did Jesus say you do with goats and sheep? Who? There's a lot of goat and sheep talk in the New Testament. Well, you identify the goats. You. You nurture the sheep and you identify the goat. So here's the thing I want you to understand. 
I'm not saying you tell pirates to leave, and I'm not saying you, you, you make them walk the plank. What I'm saying is you have to identify who is there as a pirate and who is obstinate to you. And here's the goal. Don't spend a lot of time with pirates. Somebody needs to hear this. Because the challenge for us as pastors is we want every person to love us. That's just, I mean, that's why we got into the ministry. We love to shepherd. We love to invest in people. We love to spend time with people. But the reality is everybody, listen, everybody's not going to like you, okay? You just need to get over that. So don't waste all your time with pirates. Don't listen to pirates telling you their criticism about your sermon or criticism about the church or criticism about what you preach or criticism about your family. Don't put low value on the input from pirates, okay? Here, here's another way to think of it. Aubrey Malpers, many years ago, wrote uh, a book about this, and he talked about four kind of adopters in the church, and I think this is very similar, if you remember this. There were the early adopters. These are the people that whatever you do, they're on. It's like a bell curve, you know, so it starts to the left, and then it goes up, and then it comes down. The second group of people are the middle adopters. These are the people that, over time, They'll adopt some. So the early adopters are the crew members. The, the middle adopters are the passengers. The late adopters, remember those after the middle? The late adopters are the stowaways. And the never adopters are the pirates. Here's the challenge I want you to think about as we close. How much time do you spend in your church dealing with pirates and issues brought to the leadership by pirates at the expense of shepherding the crew members, empowering the or, or empowering the crew members, spending time with the passengers, and converting the stowaways. And if you're like most pastors, I would say we let 10% of the people influence 90% of our perspective of the church. I love what Tim Lafleur used to say years ago. He used to say, "I don't I don't let part-time thinkers tell me how to lead my full-time ministry." Now. You can't tell any church member that. I'm not saying you do. But I think what Tim was getting, I think he heard that from someone. He doesn't let people who think about the church one hour a week on Sunday and make a, or, make a, or get a picture of what the church is based on a worship service try to influence him who thinks about the church 24-7 like we do. Could the people in the church give input? Yes, but you have to discern what kind of person they are. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty. If you don't mind, take a moment to subscribe and share the podcast. You can find out more about disciple making, resources related to disciple making, and our customized training on our website at replicate.org.